The Koivig part. For me, it's difficult because if Chelsea aren't playing well or they need something to get someone to get them out of it, I don't think they have it. So I think they're in a difficult place. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Ron Nagar is with us. Ron, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Jar. Hey, Shane. Morning. Um, I don't know how much you know about the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Given that you nearly played for them, I presume uh, this is one of your favourite stories. <laughs> so, uh, they, they for, for the uninitiated, they went through the whole season unbeaten and won the Super Bowl. And so, every year, whenever the last team who were unbeaten would, would lose a game, they'd get together and drink champagne. So, I presume when Johnny was coming off not having broken your record at the weekend, you were popping the champagne corks and going, ah, oh, I'm still the record holder. Um, no, 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 no. It was, I suppose when you see it in, um, in, in writing and you're the, the viewer watching it, it kind of reinforces um, the great times in an Irish jersey. The 557 points in the Six Nations is, is, is quite incredible. So, um, you know, Johnny will go on to break that this weekend and, and he's fully deserving of that. And I'm 46, I think I had, I'm just very grateful, uh, genuinely, and to see someone who has, you know, started his international career, whatever he was, 24, I think, was it? And then um, getting better every year. It, it's records are there to be broken. Um, I gave it everything when I was playing and I think... Um, uh, it's it's uh, it's very special having two Irish people there. Unfortunately, Owen Farrell is only about thirty points behind you and has about five years left. It looks like so. Um, we should enjoy. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and that's. I knew it would be George Gilroy that came in with that because you just like um, <laughs> pointing out things factually, which is very important. Taking all the emotion <laughs> out of it, and, and I agree with that. And, uh, uh, there's an undercurrent of you're a bit of an asshole, I have to say, with that one running, but thanks very much. No, 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 not at, not at this light. I just, I, I, sometimes it's when you get out of Ireland and you leave the emotion behind it, you've got to see it as pure factual, and, that, and that's the, the proper observation in, 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 uh, in uh, what it is, you know. It's just um, you're playing an individual sport sometimes when you're going after those kind of uh, personal records, you know, and I. I do agree with Jenny what he said, like the Grand Slam on, on Saturday will be so much more fulfilling than being, I think, top point scorer. Yeah, that's a personal uh, goal achieved. Um, but um, that satisfaction with your teammates is huge. I wouldn't underestimate that. If, if Jerry's the robot about it, I'd like to be the romanticist about it. Like this is, this is the golfer hitting 40, uh, 59. Like this is, it's Ronnie O'Sullivan hitting his 1000th century break run. And you've you got to enjoy these records. And, and like I'm sure you did at the time but it's just one of those moments that yeah I'm sure I wasn't you aware honestly I, didn't, I had no idea because I think uh, it wasn't spoken about you know uh, it was probably when you retire you're aware of, of, of what you did nowadays obviously when there's when they're there and they're targeted um, it, it becomes I suppose relevant but uh, being the top point scorer in the in the Six Nations is something that is huge. It's easier to to break them as well rather than set them, isn't that right? Ah, no, I wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? You've got to understand. Johnny's 37. He's been a model of consistency. He's driven. He's hugely hungry and he's fully, fully deserving that. I, I genuinely mean that. I think uh, 
you mean when you have um I, you know, achieve what I have in the game, and it's not about I and thing, but like with the run you had monster with Ireland, the the points in the in the European Cup for me would be something that would be very, very, very difficult to beat. I think for 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 a young kid, and and you combine them all, and that what makes me uh, so happy for Johnny this weekend because I, I posted my target in Europe in the in the world game in the club game, and now. Uh, it's someone else's time time to shine, and as I said, at forty six, it'd be different if the record was broken within three weeks. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, you gotta be so appreciative of this, and in the special players you play with, and the times you play with, and now Johnny's going to have that record, and and he's going to break some other records as well that that I had. But like, that's there'll be others you won't be able to break. But that's that's what sport is. That's what giving giving everything means, and. I just uh, sometimes feel that people get bitter about these kind of things, but I'd be actually the opposite of it. And, and you might say that's easy for me to say on live and air, but I genuinely do feel like that. I'm uh, completely transformed in that regard from, I suppose, going into the coaching side of it. And you just want to, you don't want to put a limit on people, let them go and express themselves. And that's, I think you could see that's why Ireland won at the weekend too, in the fact that it's this, uh, no excuses mentality whatever it takes and they get the job done Can I just uh, to labour the point about uh, uh, Sexton as the captain right um, I, I I wasn't sure if he was going to make the captain that he has become certainly at the start where you know there's the shot of him looking up at the uh, the board when he's getting subbed off and he seems unhappy and just the, the talk to the referees was a little bit uh, different from the way it is now He's completely matured as a captain. Now, maybe that was always going to happen and that's just how difficult it is. But he seems like, it seems from the outside, like there's a humility there where he went off and studied how to get better at being captain. The same way he did at becoming a better 10. And really, we shouldn't have doubted. I certainly should not have had the doubts that I did at the start. I'm not sure he's going to be the great captain. Why don't we go with like one of the, the back rows or James Ryan and just skip yeah, a generation? It's a great question. I think you're right, Ger, but I think he's been shaped. And I think that's what the environment has done to him, too. I think in the fact that, um, you know, it, it was in France away, was it, when he had a, a poor reaction to being substituted. And at the time... Uh, there was comments about it, and you know. But the bottom line is, you cannot do that when you're the captain, and because it just gives. If that's what the captain does, imagine what a player can do. It leaves that open. So he went away, had a look, and he, he reshaped himself. And I think that's a credit to Andy Farrell, and, and and I suppose the environment he has created in um, in his team. And it's one person can do it, and I think you can. Uh, underestimate his role, but it would be very, very um, um, foolish to to underappreciate or sorry, underestimate what he has done. And, yeah, obviously Johnny is is very, very diligent, very intelligent, very smart, and he went away. But like, it also takes a a, a, a team effort to kind of get him to where he is today, and. Uh, I mean, you you are right because he was a spiky character, but that's that is he's remain his capacity to remain an insane competitor, but also uh, to be able to communicate without a nasty tone is so important. And there is no nastiness in his in his tone at the minute. And um, as a result, Ireland are um, 
you mean you look at the weekend I think Scott Moore marched back for 10 metres on two occasions that's huge in, in a test game and uh, you mean we, normally the uh, it would be easy to associate that with Johnny but that's uh, all removed from his game and you mean the mental side of the game Ireland are very very strong and uh, very very performing There was a moment uh, in the game of the weekend or a couple of moments Ronan where Johnny took a couple of kicks and there were, it was certainly audible through the television that there was a bit of uh, maybe we'll call it not respect for the kicker during the, the uh, those moments for Johnny at Murrayfield now Tom English was on with us yesterday from the BBC and he was kind of saying he couldn't really sense that in the in the stadium but there was certainly a smirk from Johnny a couple of times when he went to pick up the tee and, and face the crowd like Tom was making the point that sometimes kickers prefer the, the little bit of noise the little bit of aggro the bite the, the, the abuse nearly being hurled at them while they're, while they're kicking and, and they rise to that were you a kicker that, that preferred that, that quiet or, or, or the little bit of, um, of bite coming at you from the away fans um, yeah, I suppose uh, because in Tom and Park it was complete and utter silence uh, and I that was my norm um, and that's something um, that spooks a lot of kickers, especially French kickers that came to Tormund Park. Because in France, I suppose the the norm wouldn't be silence. The the unwritten rule is you can do basically whatever you want when the opposition are having a shot at goal. So there's anything goes, you know. So so from that point of view, yeah, you mean know, you have to prepare for everything. For me, you know, and where Johnny is at his stage of the career too, it doesn't matter what people are doing you have your routine you snap into that 45 second routine and you could be in your back garden you could be in front of 180,000 people it doesn't matter you kind of switch into your process and away you go uh, whether people are having a hullabaloo or losing the plot with you uh, that's their issue you know what you're kind of doing you have a few little cues and you stick to them and the ball usually goes over the bar can we just talk a little bit about the environment um uh it's hard for us to talk enough about what Andy Farrell has done when you consider the pathway that he's come through where he was definitely embedded with the team, obviously, and, and uh, central to the team when Joe Schmidt was there. But to take over and to go through the difficult period he had at the start, but at the same time to remain consistently true to what his principles were while bringing on like world-class coaching talent that many other coaches might have been afraid to bring on because of you know the potential for somebody on the team to replace you. There's a humility there. There's a self-confidence there. There's an emotional intelligence, which is, I think, underrated in terms of the things that we, we talk to him about. And then there's also, we don't really know him very well. He hasn't done long interviews. He hasn't appeared on telly doing stuff. We see the press conferences and he keeps himself, in a way, public but private. But I suspect that what we see is is actually the reality of it. So, I don't know, can you talk to us a little bit about your impressions of the job that Farrell has done? He's done an amazing job, and his record, obviously, is, uh, is astounding. And I think also the fact that, um, I mean, what, what's great is that, you uh, I mean, I think what the public here is Andy Farrell. I think I was lucky enough in my playing days to go over to a, a St. Helens game. And I think when you go over there, you can appreciate that they're hardworking, that they're humble, that they're respectful, that it's a different part of the world. But uh, he's very much grounded in that rugby league background, which is similar to Sean Edwards, uh, 
you know, everything starts and finishes with hard work. Everything is about honesty. Everything is about discipline. But it's about being yourself. And I think uh, even at the start, he he um, he wasn't flustered by that. I think he believed in um, in himself, and, and and that's what he's done all his life. I think from um, I mean, his background is one of the best players ever to play the rugby league game, and then he he flirted with uh, rugby union, made a good go of that, but. Um, mm. He's of that Wigan team where it was probably uh, an incredible uh, Wigan rugby league team. And I think he was playing for Great Britain when he was 17, you know. So, like, he was a freak of a player. But then he did a stage as an assistant coach. I think his principles are very simple. and But he's also been very consistent. And he just wants people to be themselves. And, and what's probably underappreciated in that is that you know I mean, an Andrew Porter to a Johnny Sexton is very very different but he's let the two of them be who they are to get the best out of them for a tight Farlong to come into the leadership group to not miss a beat when he comes back in his first game looks like he's playing for the last six weeks um, because he, he wants people to express themselves and expressing themselves looks very differently but he's created a kind of a, a game where he wants flow and and with the, I suppose, their understanding of the game plan and not being a complex game plan, but based around work rate, about discipline, around having uh, the capacity to play what they see, uh, makes makes Ireland hugely threatening. The the Hanson try in the right hand corner, for example, there's very little on, but like Hugh O'Keenan, uh, obviously throws out an absolutely brilliant pass where Hanson doesn't uh, break stride, but. Uh, you probably in the past would have seen Ireland probably uh, make a rock in the 22 as opposed to just being able to pull the trigger and back themselves. And that's, uh, I suppose, where this team is now. You know, we've talked in the show about, about confidence and what it means, players with confidence. But what Ireland have at the minute, they have momentum and they have confidence in every position from 1 to 23, and it's powerful. And yet, uh, at 8-7... Scotland had a great opportunity to create doubt in Ireland's mind, especially with losing, losing two of their hookers. But um, that's what separates, I think, good from great teams is that Scotland came up with four passes for weak uh, moments of play that essentially uh, gave Ireland the initiative. And with three, within three minutes, there was a different look in the game. And, and that they are big moments. You look at, uh, I mean, I think, when uh, Van der Marvel went through, he has two people free outside him and he decides to tuck the ball. If that was an Irish player, I think that's a pass in Ireland, or Scotland strolling for a, uh, a try with a two-man overlap. And Van der Marvel's, uh defending against Conan is a three-on-three. There's no threat whatsoever. Steps in, gets beaten. If it was at club level, you'd be extremely disappointed. But that's a 14-point swing where, yes, Ireland were by far the uh, the better team in those um, moments of turning pressure into into points, but at, at times in this game, Jer, you, you, I felt that uh, this this could get away from Ireland. This could get away from Ireland pretty easily, but that's where they show their class. Um, in those moments where you thought that this could get away from them, was it Scotland missing the opportunity? 
as much as Ireland. So, like, I guess if you're Andy Farrell and you're sitting coldly today going, well, we got away with one there. And so there's loads to work on. Whereas we're all like, oh, this is amazing. We're going to win the Grand Slam. We just need to show up. And they're like, no, 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 no. There's about 15 or 16 areas that we need to work on this week that, um, that are part of our continuum. Yeah, there was some big, big moments. I think when you look at uh, Scotland in the first half, um, for example, the last play before halftime when they line out deep in the right-hand side and they got a one metre from the line and then I think Keenan came in and he, he had picked two men and he hit the second last, which stopped the, which stopped the try. But before that, Scotland had an opportunity. And that's a different game if, um, if Scotland scored just before halftime. It's a huge boost to them. But... Um, there are definitely areas uh, I would say when Scotland had the ball that Ireland looked condensed in defence and that's something they look at if they don't get their space and right no matter against who, which team um, it, it will make for for, um, for a difficult afternoon because of the quality of attack out there but Scotland I think are, are a better team than England and especially Scotland playing at home they're huge I suppose uh, advantage and carrot to go after Ireland but Ireland uh, what great teams can do is that they can step it up and and they kill them within a three minute period but um, you know I think um, it's still on the day in sport people think okay this team just shows up and they win you, you, you can't say that I think at all because uh, there were so many good things Ireland did at the weekend that they need to repeat to uh to to be good, obviously at home it'll be different because I think the England team are at um, well they've never hit a low like they have at the minute, um, so they have significant problems. They looked like a team that had only come together for the first time, and you can never say that. At least with England, you you're probably guaranteed a physical game. There was no physicality in their performance against France, which was. Uh, very, very surprising. Manu Tulagi is going to be back for the weekend. Owen Farrell is going to be back for the weekend. Uh, it's suddenly a different team. I mean, obviously, it's not that different. You know, they can't fix that in one go, but um, there'll be some physicality in the early stages, at least from those two. Yeah, but you've spoken about two backs, George. The game is one up front. You know, numbers one to eight is where you need to set a platform or you need to establish, I suppose, you mean, what your values are and how you want to play the game. So, like, in that regard... There's probably, well, they will be deeply criticised from their performance at the weekend. Now, you may see a different, um, I suppose, um, spark, response, reply from the English English pack. But, like, from people who have been watching England for a long time, and I, for me, I, I was shocked I suppose the lack of bite from them because that's normally what you associate with English teams in Twickenham that they'll be uh, very very physical from one to eight they were uh, not like that uh, against uh, France One positive uh, from an Irish perspective Ronan heading into that game at the weekend is is how they reacted to adversity like when you see so many players going off injured players being played out of position it probably surprised all, all of us who haven't played top level rugby when you see someone like Ian Healy down as a designated hooker when you see Van der Fleer throwing at the line out as well but it probably to someone like yourself who's involved at top level rugby it's not that surprising and I'm sure these guys have every single possible eventuality marked out and prepped for yeah but marked out is one thing being able to actually transfer it in the heat of the moment is another thing you look at 
You know, for example, a good example of that is is Kean Healy at Hooker when he took the free kick and he forgot to tap the ball. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. it, it, it's unfortunate, but like Kean, are you okay on that? Because he knows his role, but like he actually forgot to tap it with his foot, which can happen to anybody. And as a coach, uh, I'm sure the Irish management team had a, had a little giggle about that because that just shows that. Uh, you know what I mean? We're never bulletproof in these kind of things. But w- what's very evident in this Irish squad, for me, is it's probably a collaborative approach, if that's the right word, and the fact that it's shared responsibility from the fact that it doesn't seem to be uh, any um, big difference between uh, staff and players. This responsibility seems shared. If you hear what they said, like at half time, they were laughing. That's fantastic in the fact that yeah, we've recognised, OK, we're in a bit of a, a hole here. We've lost our two hookers. So the opposite of laughing is going, is being fear, is tensing up, is panicking, while they actually just embraced it for what it was. OK, lads, this is exactly something that we can either embrace and we can have a crack off with a smile on our face or else we can go, oh, this won't work, you know. But they actually just probably, because of Farrell, obviously have an environment where they're able to make jokes and that's very important. They're able to be themselves. They say, yeah, okay, we're in a test match away from home, a grand slam on the line here. Come on, boys, let's find a solution to this. Let's let's have a crack off it. And and that's exactly um, what, they, what they did. But put that on the flip side, if you can be in the Scotland management and you know that you have a substitute hooker and you haven't blocked off uh, the first point of uh, source of ball, you would be deeply frustrated. Oh yeah, deeply, deeply frustrated. Yeah, and uh, I'm. I, it feels like the post mortem in Scotland is going to go on a long time. Hopefully, all the way through to after the World Cup. Ronan, I know we're out of time, but um, just very briefly, you're in all the papers today in England, uh, linked with Jack Knoll. Is that a done deal? Is that signed, sealed, and delivered? No. <laughs> nice quick answer. Will it be? <laughs> um, talks are in place alright ok we'll leave it there for now good stuff Ron. enjoy the game Cheers, thanks a million bye. Cheers. OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now